Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I'm going to set the stage for today's podcast for you. Last week, one of our members in the Christian Health Club posted a glowing review about working with one of our new Christian health practitioners, Crystal. Now, what's interesting is that the member who posted, her name is Sue, she is also a new Christian health practitioner but very wisely discerned that she needed her own practitioner for outer perspective and accountability. This is so smart because as practitioners, sometimes it can be hard to see the forest for the trees in our own cases. So it can be very helpful to have outer counsel. Now, what struck me about what Sue said about her working with Crystal, she shared two things that Crystal recommended as changes. And one of those was her fasting schedule. And one of those was her caffeine intake. And I had just been thinking about doing a podcast related to this. And so it felt like a very Holy Spirit coming together moment. Like, oh, this is perfect. So I messaged Crystal and I asked her to come on the podcast today to share and talk through her thought process and share some of her own personal experience. So welcome, Crystal, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm so happy you're here, and this is exciting because you were on the podcast last September on episode 220 called What I Learned as a CHP, and now here you are as a full-fledged practicing Christian health practitioner with clients and getting glowing reviews, and it just makes my heart so full, and I feel like such a proud mama bear. (laughs) I'm just so thrilled for all of you, but I would love for you to fill us in on what's happened between then and now, since we did the last podcast, since you um, graduated from the School of Christian Health and Nutrition, and what it's been like getting your practice started, what does that look like for you? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, thank you for asking that because, well, it's an honor to be back. I did not expect to be back ever, but certainly not this quickly. And I am really love talking about the CHP school, the School of Christian Health and Nutrition. I'm really, really grateful for you guys because I was practicing unofficially for decades, but I never had the street cred 
or even the confidence to launch a health and wellness business. I never thought I would be in this situation, have this opportunity. So launching the business has been quite a journey, but you guys provided us with some amazing step-by-step procedures. And what you and Carly did with that took a huge weight off my shoulders and, and likely any of the other CHPs who have launched their businesses. I mean, the way that y'all told us, like step-by-step, how to get insurance, how to set up practice better, how to integrate credit card payments. This, These were things I never anticipated finding out. I thought I was going to have to dig for all of this. And then we, I find out in our last month, like you've, you have hand delivered this to us so that we can launch a business if we want to, which I went into being a CHP. I wasn't even looking to be a CHP. I just wanted to have more information for my family. And then during that journey, I just got really excited about sharing the information with others. So my goal was to have everything in place to launch Crystal Dawn Wellness by my 52nd birthday, which was November 3rd. And I pretty much had that goal met only because you guys held my hand and offered us such a simple on-ramp into launching the business. So that's where I'm up at now, up and running. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And I'm glad you shared that because I think a lot of people have questions about like, can this really work? You know, can it really do this? And the fact that you shared that you didn't really come into it planning on, you know, making it a business, which is exactly what was my situation. I had no intention of making this a business. You know, I just wanted to go through, you know, go through school to have more information for my, my family and my friends so I could help them. But then once you learn it, you just, like you can't not share it because it's so important. You know, it's so important to share this information, whether it is with your family or friends or whether it is seeing clients. I'm I'm so thrilled that this is working for you and people are seeing you and you're getting these glowing reviews like from Sue. And Sue, I did ask Sue if it was okay if we used her name and she said it was perfectly fine. So I love both you and Sue are Christian health practitioners. You're both in the Christian health club. So we're all, you know, always talking and sharing about what things that are working, not working. But as Sue's practitioner, you saw some things that you just, you know, again, like we can't really see for ourselves sometimes what the issue is. And so she had come to you kind of worried that she'd hit a wall with with weight loss and some different things. So just kind of go in and, and talk about the things that you recommended. Why? Just kind of give us your thought process and what you were seeing. Yeah. Well, and and the other thing too, like she, we've talked about just to rewind just for a second, like if anyone listening to this is going through the school, something that helped me, and I think it's helping Sue, or she has said it has, is also sitting under someone and seeing how they operate is super helpful. So, so Sue is super wise. I don't know if she was wise to choose me, but she's wise in that she she asked for an outsider to inspect her, you know, what's going on in her health life. But she also wanted to see how someone else was just in a practical way, like running the business. And I did the same thing because I wanted that same um, insight and opportunity. And it's really helped me. It's been rewarding now to have had someone like a health coach or a, you know, a functional nutritional practitioner that I sat under and was able to, to just observe, like, how does she, how does she offer protocols? How does she run her, our appointments, things like that. So 
just big, huge kudos to Sue for just her vulnerability and her, her desire to learn in all of these different areas. But yeah, she, it, it was not easy, but kind of because with Sue, because I saw myself and I was like, oh, Sue is just like me. We, we kind of get into these areas where we know what we're doing because we're in this health and wellness field. And so we know all about fasting. We know all about sunlight, circadian rhythm, and we're doing all the things. But then we get stuck because something that used to work for some reason just stops working. Our body like either picks up on our strategies and decides to keep us on our toes. It starts derailing our best laid plans. And I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's hormones. I don't know why, but what used to work brilliantly starts failing us miserably. So that usually takes an outsider to sort of observe us from a distance and, you know, kind of speak that truth to us. I don't know if you can resonate with that, Chelsea, or you've seen it, or do you have anybody who does that for you or has done that for you? Yes. You know, I was thinking about this and I think I need, I think I need a CHP for me just as a check-in, you know, because I've done this more casually with like Carly and, you know, we're always talking about things and, but I haven't really hired a, like an NTP or CHP or anything like that for myself. I just, I kind of, you know, gauge myself through, uh, more casual conversations, but I, it would be helpful. And even just like this, like reading what Sue wrote and kind of having this little peek and insight into what y'all done has been helpful for me, but I, I need to do the same thing. And like I, like I said in the intro, I mean, it is very wise to do this. It's very discerning because we don't always see that bigger picture. Like we get stuck in the weeds or we get stuck in our own trees in the forest and we can't, you know, get that more broad picture, high top view. And so I think that's what you did really beautifully for, for Sue, both physically, mentally, and spiritually, all bringing it all together, which is one reason I, I wanted to have you here to speak to it because as CH, CHP, that's what we do. We bring the, the spiritual aspect into it, right? Like keeping the Lord first in what we do. And so I think that's where a lot of this kind of stemmed from. So let me read one thing that Sue, let me kind of just read what Sue wrote. Again, I had Sue's permission to do this, everybody, and she's so gracious. And I would love to have Sue on later down the road when she's, you know, kind of gotten through this experience and made her changes. I think that would be wonderful to have her on. But here's what she said. The weight I have kept off since 2019 doing intermittent fasting started to come back on. I needed help to figure out why something that worked so well was failing me. Crystal identified early on that I needed to work on my nervous system. My body was sensing danger and it would not let go of the added weight until this was addressed. Two things needed to change, my fasting schedule and my caffeine intake. My first thought was, what? Hold on here, sister. These two tools have been my greatest resources for weight management. I didn't want to give these two things up. And deep down, I didn't think I would or could. And then she goes on to speak to, and we'll talk about this, but I kind of want to stop right there. She she talks about kind of where this went, but I'd like to start by talking about that right there, what she reported. And, and please talk about, you know, what you see about the nervous system and how the fasting and the coffee were impacting that. 
I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great question. So I, that's from experience. I've been going through, I'm on the tail end of a healing experience for lots of infections, including Lyme disease, mold, Epstein-Barr strap, lots. And Carly has just been so vital in that for me. And early on, she, and not just Carly, the woman I said that I sat under as a functional like health coach, she also, so both of them saw in me separately. I was sitting under Christian women. Both of them saw in me a huge need for nervous system rewiring I don't know what came first, the infections and then the nervous system malfunctioning, or if my nervous system was shot and that led me susceptible. I don't care because it it helped me see and identify that my body was holding on to things. Like it wouldn't let go. It was like Linus's safety blanket. And until I started doing things that Carly was recommending for nervous system repair, I really, I was still doing all of the the homeopathic remedies and the, the supplements, right? The things that we do, changing the way or, or sticking to a really clean eating, circadian, doing all the things that we know about. But the one thing that was missing was paying attention to my nervous system and slowing down. So with Sue, when she was talking about the added weight and it not coming off, I immediately thought, wow, could that be hurt? Linus's safety blanket? Like, could her body be holding on to weight as a safety measure? Because we also use her hair tissue test to detect some things, which I'm finding huge, huge value in having my clients take the hair tissue mineral analysis. It is so helpful in seeing the state of the nervous system. And then that right there just gives me so much insight into which direction we need to head. But But just knowing, even without that, her fasting schedule, she put this out there publicly, so I'm not (laughs) disclosing anything private, but she put it out there publicly that she's a super faster. She can fast like nobody's business. And then she also used caffeine as a tool to help her. Well, that worked for years, being in ketosis and the the extended fasting and using coffee maybe in the morning to, to keep us from eating. All of that was working, and then it came to a stop. And so what I saw, and and this is the thing that I love, love, love about the school is that we were taught and are taught to pray over our clients. And that has become such a beautiful rhythm for me that I get to pray for my clients. They become my friends. And so during the day, they may not even have an appointment for a month. And I just find them popping up into my spirit. And I get to just bring that person before the Lord and ask him to speak to her, ask him to speak to me. What do you want her to know, Lord? And so that's what has happened with Sue as well is in in praying for her, God has shown me individually, specifically some things just for her. And that, that was something that was true for me was that idolatry caffeine was an or coffee was an idol in my life at one time i didn't think i could go without it and god just spoke to me and and showed me that that was a huge idol and asked if i could go without it and i think when you when you ask yourself something like could i go without fill in the blank and if you think no i can't well maybe we've created a golden calf out of that particular substance habit hobby um convenience and that's a great time to lean into him and grow closer to him by having him expose that and get rid of it. 
So the other thing I loved about the School of Christian Health and Nutrition is that I don't know if everyone picked up on this, but my heart is not for people to simply be healthier physically because we're kingdom builders and we're in temporary earth suits passing through this existence. I do want my earth suit to be as healthy as it can be so I can be a great kingdom builder, but it's my spiritual self that I want to be, you know, top notch. And so with my clients, that's my heart is, okay, how can this woman be a healthy mom, you know, a vibrant wife, a member of her community, an employee. And so that could actually be looking at spiritual things like what idols we have in our life. And it just goes hand in hand with, it's probably has something to do with food sometimes. And since they're coming to me for that reason, maybe weight loss, things like that, then it's kind of easy to pick up on because that's me. I'm just, I'm looking in the mirror and I see these things and I'm able to ask my clients gently and kindly, do you think this could be a situation? And it, and it usually is, but so with the nervous system, with caffeine, with fasting, those were things that were all really true for me and was pretty, pretty easy to kind of detect in someone else because we want to do our best. I mean, she, she just wants to be a, a very healthy, wholesome person and she's doing a great job, a great job. She just needed someone to look at it from a bird's eye view and kind of help her see some, some things a little differently. Yes. I, I love all of that. And, you know, um, fasting is, is a, you know, very helpful tool. It's one of many tools that we can use on a physical level, you know, for our health, but super fasting. And so if somebody doesn't know what super fasting is, it's just a longer fast, you know, in the Christian health club, when we do feast to fast, we take a, uh, we have a goal of doing a super fast one time a month, or when we're doing the feast to fast for Lent, which is coming up here very shortly, we bump that up a little and have a fasting goal of a super fast a week. And a super fast just means going a little bit longer than you have before. So for some people, a super fast can be 14 hours. For some people, a super fast could be 18 hours. Some people go to 24 hours. Um, but I think we do have to recognize several things here. One is that depending on the season of life that we're in, doing very long fasts can be can work against us. More is not always better when it comes to when it comes to fasting. And when it comes to your nervous system, and we're talking about stressors and things, fasting is a hormetic stressor, which means it's supposed to be a good stressor. But if our body is in a state of feeling unsafe, kind of to to use the words that you described, if it's feeling chaotic, that's kind of some of the words that we use in the school. If it's just not knowing like its place in the world right now, like if there's a lot of stress in your life, fasting is another stressor. It can pitch you over the edge. And again, start you start holding on to things because when your body is in that stress mode, one of the things it does is hold on to, to weight, to energy, because it's not sure it's going to have enough energy to deal with these situations. And so from the physical standpoint, that's what can be happening. And then also when we're, you know, speaking about, you know, relying on coffee for a lot of that time, if we are having a long fast, you know, coffee can raise your cortisol, right? It can raise that stress hormone, especially if it's straight black coffee. 
which I think is a whole nother kind of interesting conversation that when we talk about dirty fasting versus clean fasting, and so often people are like, so I'm going to be the clean faster and I want to do, I want to do it perfectly where, you know, I'm like, Hey, listen, I've always been a dirty faster. And part of that has been is because I want a little something in my coffee. Yes. Cause it tastes good, but also just to help kind of blunt that cortisol just a little bit, but we do have to recognize that, you know, coffee can raise cortisol. And again, if we are relying on that too much. And it's also raising our stress hormone. When our body's already stressed, when our nervous system is a little bit shot, that's going to work against you. So from a physical standpoint, I think that was, you know, such wise counsel to offer her to think about. Let's kind of shift to like kind of where we started going is the the spiritual aspect of it and how these things can become kind of an idol. I don't know. You, I'd like to hear you say more about that because I can, I can just hear some people say, well, that's kind of strong language crystal to call it an idol. Uh, <laughs> but I would like you to speak more to that. But to kind of intro that, I want to read the rest of what Sue wrote um, when she was sharing this post. So as Sue was going through all these points, she said, when I opened my new protocol, so Crystal and Sue have been working together for a few months and, you know, Crystal is giving her ongoing um, suggestions and guidance. And so Sue said her latest protocol, she opened it and she said, I stood there eyes wide, jaw dropped in amazement. It didn't start with a list of to do's. It started with this. And this is what Crystal wrote. When we are good at abstaining from food, it can become a trophy we proudly polish and present to our audience. In doing so, we lose the beauty of what the Lord is offering us in and through fasting. And then you shared this from, from Isaiah. Why don't you read that? Read that passage from Isaiah 58 that you shared. Okay. I, I shared the whole, most of it, but the part that she put was, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast, shout aloy, don't shout aloud, don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins, yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We've even been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice. I tell you why. I will tell you why, I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. And that's from Isaiah 58. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Let, let's all that, let that sink in for a minute. So that's what you offered to her. Kind of take it from there and talk more about it as an idol. It is something that we don't, that we only focus on doing for the physical and not for the spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. It was not easy for me to actually create that protocol for her because I thought, who are you, Crystal? Why in the world would you send someone a protocol? I mean, you know, of course I was just hoping I was being helpful, but then I have to look in the mirror and say, okay, but what about you? How are you fasting? Are you fasting for the Lord? Like, don't offer this to someone else if if you're not doing it yourself. And so she received it really well as, you know, just what I hoped it would be, just to just another Christian sister offering this this word of encouragement to her. But I mean, it takes one to know one. So 
I, I knew just from our conversation and what she put in her testimony that we both were the kind of people, like I said, we can fast really, really well. We, had, for some reason, we just um, can do it. It's not that we don't get hungry, but we have just something that in us and we're able to do it really well. And then, like you said, but then it's shot our nervous systems because our, our nervous system doesn't know that we're fasting for any reason other than like we're starving. And so for me like that, that I put there in her protocol when she opened it about it becoming a trophy, that's virtue signaling in my case. So because I'm really good at fasting and I can log it in my fasting app and then screenshot it for the world to see what I'm wanting people to know, just being transparent is that I'm victorious at this one thing. I'm really good at it. And last year I was listening to one of your podcasts and I was super convicted for decades. I had practiced fasting, which when I talk about fasting, I'm saying not eating food. Biblically, scripturally, fasting is not eating food. There are times when people abstain from comforts and conveniences, whatever it might be. They might choose to limit certain things from their diets, maybe eat vegan, but, but a true spiritual fast when you research is not eating food. So, so for decades, I would practice that. And, and the reason I did is because I wanted to commune more deeply with the father. And I did so rewarding. It was fasting is a beautifully enriching opportunity. So the experiences I had with the Lord during my fasting, I can't even put it into words. When I was preparing for this, I was like, how do you explain it? I can't, I can't put into words what happens when I fast for the Lord, I cannot explain it. I just pity those who've never experienced the Lord this side of heaven during a fast because it's that it's that phenomenal. So um, it's an it's very intimate. It's delightful. It's joyful. It's sustaining. Those are words that don't come to mind when you think of not eating, but those are the very descriptions that I would have of the times that I would fast and. I was such a tender follower of Christ that I was just super enthusiastic when I found out about fasting for the Lord. And I would go around and find other women who had never tried it. I would, I would, have you tried fasting? And they would tell me, no, but 99.9% no. And I said, do you want to try it? I would get people to try it with me. And it was just so exciting to be fasting for the Lord. I did not know, other than reading Greater Health God's Way by Stormy Amartian, I didn't really know any of the physical benefits of fasting for many, many, many years. Then what happened was my really nerdy health self learned about things like autophagy, cellular cleansing, and this gradual shift happened in my soul where I was still not eating food for certain periods of time, but it became about crystal and no longer about Christ. So instead of participating in my regular rhythm of weekly fasting for the Lord, which it was usually Wednesdays for me, so I would stop eating um, on Tuesday evenings and then eat again on Wednesday evening. Now, I could still do that, not for the Lord, and it's honestly kind of no big deal, but when I'm doing it as a spiritual fast, if I say I stop eating at 4, at 4.01, I'm dying. I'm like, I have to have something to eat. When I know I'm fasting for God, it's just so incredibly different when the shift for me. But so instead of that regular rhythm of fasting that I was looking forward to actually every week with the Lord, I started misappropriating 
this spiritual practice. And it became something that benefited me. And I began adapting it around like all these new wellness strategies that I was learning about. So fasting was no longer a sacrifice that drew me into these deep waters of private communion with my Lord, where I was hearing his voice so crisply. Like I have journals of the things that the Lord revealed to me and amplified in my spirit during my fast. Now though, it became this tool to amplify my physical wellness. And because I was so good at it, you see, it now also became that badge of honor. And that's where the virtue signaling came in. So it it was a huge shift for me from fasting for the Lord to fasting for Crystal. I have a scripture to share, but I'll let you, I'll stop here for you to, to add whatever you want to add to this. Oh, it, oh, it's just, it's so, so good. I always love your insight and you're always sharing it with us in, in the Christian Health Club and in the school. And it's just so refreshing, refreshing and eye-opening. I was just thinking how, you know, for most people, I would say they're most, you found fasting, spiritual fasting first, and then the physical, whereas a lot of people kind of come in or know about intermittent fasting and fasting, you know, the physical benefits, and then are like, oh, yes, like, you know, this, this can be a spiritual tool. And like you and I were talking about earlier, some people don't even know that fasting is, is biblical. And it's, you know, that this is where it's originated, like intermittent fasting. <laughs> Is not the OG of, you know, fasting and, and such. And so I think that's so kind of interesting how yours switched. I think that is probably less common than what most people, you know, think of that you had that kind of regression of your spirituality and your fasting. And just, I want you to get to your scripture, but I was just also thinking, it was making me think, you know, when you were talking about taking a screenshot of your fast and, and sharing it. And, you know, over the years in the Christian Health Club, it's part of what we do as part of our accountability is, you know, if somebody wants to, of course, it's not a, you don't have to do anything, but a lot of us will share what our fasting times were. And, you know, I've always been like, I hope this is not crossing some, you know, some line to what you're speaking of. I'd never want it to become that. But I was just thinking of some of the times that there's plenty of times in the group that over these years that people will have fasted much longer than I have. When we do a super fast or e even just on a regular, you know, intermittent fasting basis. And in the beginning, I would think, I would think to myself, man, I'm, you know, like, shouldn't I be doing longer fast? I mean, I'm the leader of this group and look at all these people and how long they can fast and I should, you know, and then I, I felt that check in my spirit, like, no, that's, you know, it's not about that. And, and I've tried to share that with people, like, please don't be intimidated about sharing your time if you want to, because we're all in a different place. And I want people to know like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I might fat my average fasting time, you know, on a regular basis is 14 hours. That's kind of my rhythm. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. When I do a super fast, it might be, I might go 21 hours and a lot of people will be like, oh, why don't you just go the 24? Because 21 is what works for me. And it's funny, I also used to be very particular about, okay, I want my fasting screenshot to end like perfectly on zero. <laughs> like I would be sitting there looking at my tick, 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 like watching it tick. So it would be like right at the top of the hour. And now I'm like, I don't care. It's like, 
12 hours and 55 minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds, like whatever, I don't care. You know, it's like, that is not what it's about. And I, and so I want people to know that, but anyway, I just wanted to share that before I forgot, but share your scripture and kind of share more about what you wanted to say. Yeah. So, I mean, really the, the thing about that too, what you just said, you know, fasting started for me through the church just learning about it spiritually. I didn't know all about, I didn't know when I heard intermittent fasting, I started Googling. I was like, what's this mean? I, I was just like fascinated. Oh, and then that's sort of, I'm, I'm really going to say like, for me, that's where the enemy started derailing me. And I took the bait hook, line and sinker. I, I, I really did. And, and I, and I do want to say, oh, I don't think that when people post their fasting time, I think nothing of it. And I don't think I do it any longer as virtue signaling. I just, I was there though. Like I'm not there now, but yes, I was there where I wanted people to know how long I was fasting. But what, what really broke me in that podcast I listened to, I think Isaiah 58, it was what, I don't remember, but I think that is what you, you quoted in the, in the podcast. What broke me was that I was declaring, you know, that I'm fasting every day, but I had lost that communion with the Lord during those fasts because honestly, I just wasn't hungry. And when I was fasting for the Lord, what happens for me is especially in, in my in 24 hour fasting for the Lord in those last three to four hours, it is so intense. It is the most beautiful time with the Lord. It's, it's truly toward the end where I get to be experience him in ways I don't think other people get to experience if they don't fast. And I will be so bold as to say that because everything I've studied, everything I've looked at, everything I've researched, I used to have a blog in the early 2000s called Fruitful Fasting. Like this has been a passion of mine. So you can see how I completely got derailed from the truth that God invented fasting to now, you know, just doing it for these, the intermittent fasting, the health reasons. And I'm the first, I'll be the first CHP to look at my clients feeding and fasting windows and, and tweak those and not for spiritual purposes. So I am not patting myself on the back saying you only fast for spiritual reasons. I'm, I mean, I see the benefits of, you know, eating with the sun and the things we learn about circadian, circadian feeding and fasting. So the scripture that I wanted to to remind us of is Matthew 6, 16 through 18. And this is Jesus. And he says, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. So in this passage, the first thing we notice is Jesus is assuming his followers are fasting, not eating food because it says twice when you fast. So fasting is not a commandment. We don't have to, but we get to. He's assuming that if you're his disciple, if you're his apprentice, you're going to be fasting. And then he says, don't make it obvious so that people will admire you for your fasting. 
well, I've already spent all this time telling you that that's what I started doing. I wanted people to admire me for my fasting. And then this part really got to me. He says, that is the only reward they will ever get. And then the Lord's fast on the flip side is when no one will notice because it's in private. And then the Father will reward you. So it's so contrary to what I see in the space outside of the Christian Health Club is just no one knowing this. Uh, I shouldn't say no one, but the majority of the people not knowing this and doing this quote-unquote intermittent fasting. And I don't know. I mean, this scripture kind of makes it scares me. It says, I tell you the truth, that's the only reward they'll ever get. And then there's the fast for the Lord, and we get a huge reward from Him. And I, I've experienced that. I've experienced the reward that God gives me when I fast for Him. When I when I dedicate time, not like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my fasting app because I know this is good for fill in the blank. I'm doing this because I want to fill in the blank. It's no 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 no. This I'm not even gonna look at like I'm yes I'm gonna look at the clock, but it's I'm gonna start. I'm gonna eat my last meal at four on Tuesday. And Lord, this is what I'm presenting to you. So here's my journal. I'm, I'm writing down these requests. You know, I'm I'm pleading with you for maybe the salvation of this person, the 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 rehabilitation of this person, you know, maybe my sons or my husband or my grandchildren, like bringing this before the Lord, uh, you know, when I start fasting. And then the whole time I'm fasting, so for that 24 hours or for however long I'm fasting for the Lord, I'm constantly presenting those petitions to him because when we fast, our voices are amplified to him and his voice is amplified to us when we are fasting. And so this is completely contrary to so much of what I was doing when I was just intermittent fasting for my health. I had lost that. I was not presenting prayers. I was not petitioning. I was not sitting in silence listening to him. When we fast, we're practicing the offering of our whole life, our body even, to God. And so like we'll say, oh, I apprentice under Jesus. I want to be his disciples. But then we forego some of the very key spiritual rhythms that Jesus practiced, fasting and Sabbath. Like these are things, you know, to, to fast, it takes trust. To Sabbath, it takes trust. We have to trust in him when we do that. It takes so much trust to believe like, okay, I can go 24 hours just praying. Of course, we're going to work and we have to bring the kids to school and we're going to do all the things. But our, our the posture of our heart is completely different when we're in a spiritual fast. And you know, it's crazy that I even have to say spiritual fast. So we in Western, in, in, the, in North America, so Western Christianity is we're a little rare in other countries. They don't, they don't, they don't have to say like spiritual fasting. Like all they know is fasting from food. So if they fast, it's just fasting from food. We have to, we have to define it because we have so many conveniences and comforts. Like we'll be like, well, I'm going to abstain from such and such, but that's not fasting. If I'm abstaining from a very lovely idle comfort that I like a lot, I'm not going to be so desperate in hunger for the Lord when I'm staying from that. Why? Because I'm just filling it in with something else. 
But if I am giving up food and I am fasting for the Lord, Chelsea, I'm so hungry to hear him. I am so desperate to see him move that I don't even want to stop the fast. I just want to come here with him. I just want to be with him. I just want to sit at his feet. I just want to be his tender disciple. And that's what happens during fast. But that is exactly what happens. And yet we we forego it. And we, we do all these other things. And we we misappropriate what he has given us. And it's it's become something that I'm ashamed. I'm so ashamed at the way. The way I've left the truth of what he has offered me. And then. And taken it and made it a rewarding thing for myself instead of it being this opportunity to truly commune with him. Fasting is feasting on the Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, honey, I will like, I want to like just reach through and hug you right now. Thank you. <laughs> I need it. No, I think, I don't think anybody. Who listens to this podcast episode will ever think about fasting in the same way. Truly, just hearing you speak so passionately is so moving. And it makes, you know, it makes me want to examine what I'm doing. And I was going back because I think the podcast that you were talking about that you said was a check in your spirit was the podcast I did. It's called Salty and Lit. And and we'll link to it in the show notes. But I went back and looked looked at my notes for that and you know, I, I did recite the entire Isaiah 58. And so I, yeah. I highly recommend if you've never read Isaiah 58, especially verses one through 11 to go and to do that. But we had just, when I wrote that, we had just had a, our pastor at church talk about what he called holy moves. And those are like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, we've got these, we're checking off these, these boxes, right? Like we're fasting and we're, we're, showing you like, you know, it's our holy moves, like what we're okay. doing, but we're serving our own interests, you know, serving our own interests during the fast and, and not the Lord's. And I do want to be clear. And you said this too, you know, we do not have to fast. Nope. Nope. You know, we do not have to period the end. You are not a holier person, whether you, you if you're fasting, you know, it is not something that we have to do to be holy and to be loved by God. That's why Jesus came, <laughs> you know, like that is, he is taking care of everything for us. We are accepted. We are loved. We are fully, fully loved and in him just because he, you know, he loves us just because of the, you know, the blood of our savior. So I want everybody to know that and don't feel like you have to fast, but it is a, it is a spiritual tool. It is a physical tool. It is a mental tool. When we think of you know, the, the benefits we get mentally when our body starts producing ketones and see that's, that's where it can be hard for oh, me, yeah. right? Because it, it truly is a spirit, mind, body tool. That is what is so beautiful about it is that God gives us these healing mechanisms so freely, you know, it doesn't cost anything to fast except, you know, it does co cost a little bit of sacrifice, maybe a little, a little bit of pain if it, it you know, but that's why we lean into him to be able to do it, but it is a beautiful spirit, mind, body tool, but most people don't 
practice the spiritual part of it. And one thing that, you know, speaking to intermittent fasting that I always wanted to share with people too, is because, you know, that that's really where fasting has kind of time as resurgence. People are introduced to it through intermittent fasting. And what I, I tried to bring and share people too, is like, listen, even intermittent fasting is in a spiritual way, honoring, well, physical way for sure, but it, it is honoring the way that God made our body. Mm-hmm. God did not make our body to be, you know, eating all day long, you know, and when we do that, we dishonor our earth suit, as you would say, and it creates this issue where then, you know, we don't feel well. And as I'd say, we don't feel well, we don't serve well, and we don't live into our, our purpose and our gifts and everything that he's created us to be when we don't feel good physically. And so it does, I think it does all come together. And so I also don't want somebody listening to be like, oh my gosh, now I have to start, you know, fasting for 24 hours or do a three day water fast or whatever it is, you know, a good place to start is an intermittent fast. And, you know, that can be very challenging for people to even get to a 12 hour fast. And that, and in that is a beautiful opportunity to lean into the Lord, to ask for help, to pray, to see what he has for you. And so I love just how, how you're shining such a light on this. It's so beautiful that we don't want to only be focused on the physicality of it. It is such a beautiful opportunity to to be with the Lord during this time. And gosh, I'm just so I'm so blown away by by what you've shared here. Hmm. Well, thank you for <laughs> thank you for letting me talk about something that I'm so passionate about. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I love this conversation. And so, um, you know, and it makes me it makes me want to re-examine and revisit and, you know, <laughs> I love my coffee. <laughs> As everybody knows, love some coffee. And I haven't kind of feeling that in my spirit, like, hey, you should, you know, maybe lean off the coffee and fast without it, you know, with just water. And, and what you were talking about too, how, you know, in other parts of the world, we're talking about fasting. It's very clear, like we're just not eating. And here we... Yeah. You know, how many questions do I get? Okay, what's allowed during my fasting window? <laughs> Which is kind of like one of those oxymoron questions like, well, and that's when, you know, people are getting all like clean just versus dirty fasting. And can I have it to 100 calories during my fast? Because that's what I read. And we're like truly missing the point on every level, right? And so, but yes, but for myself, I think a goal needs to be like letting go of that coffee during some of those fasting times because I do, I re, you know, I rely on it and I, I, more so is because I like it. And so it's just not as much, a, it's not a sacrifice for me, like fast when I'm bringing coffee. I'm like, this is not, hard. <laughs> this is not a problem. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, that's just kind of my own, my own thing. But see here, see, like just by talking about this and getting this perspective, this is good. This is why we talk about it. So wherever each of us are, in this health journey, in this, you know, fasting journey and and what we're doing, just kind of sitting, you know, I hope it brings to people just to kind of sit with this and bring it to the Lord and just ask, you know, what would you have me do here? You know, what, is there something that I should be doing different? Is there something I'm missing with what I'm doing here? And so this is not in any way to try to condemn anybody or try to make them feel like they can't, you know, do a longer fast if they want to. It's just about coming and examining where you are with that. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, gosh, if we just got back to the simplicity of God's word and 
what we let people, you know, or, or we, we entangle ourselves in so many other things, but yeah, it's, it's individual. I have had people ask me like, well, could I have herbal unsweetened tea when I'm, and when I say fasting, like I'm just going back to the early days when I didn't know about the health aspects, you know, can I have herbal tea? Could I have lemon in my water? I'm like, I don't know. Talk to the Lord about it. I, I do. I think back, we talk a lot about our ancestors and the way Jesus did things. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure when he fasted, he just drank water or or no water at all. But I I don't know, you know, I I do know it wasn't, you know, he wasn't just abstaining from his favorite hobby. He was truly, you know, abstaining from food, but yeah, yeah, the simplicity, like it just each one of us having that private fast with the Lord, they talks about in Matthew six, where it's, it's just between us and him. So it's not just just Chelsea say it's okay to have, you know, coconut milk in your coffee during a fast or crystal come up, can I have an herbal tea? I, I don't know. Ask the Lord, you know, like this is a beautiful opportunity to have such a private, intimate relationship with him is this is just the gateway for that. It's such an open door and invitation. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I, I get these, these questions every uh, so often definitely every round of feast to fast okay can I have herbal tea okay can I have seeds mm-hmm. you know does that count and in all of these things and it we get so bogged down in those like quote-unquote rules of fasting you mm-hmm. know that that we do miss this this greater this greater part of what it it can be and again like I you know these these quote unquote rules are real blurry because who can, who can truly say, I mean, you know what I mean? Like what totally breaks autophagy? Well, I know amino acids does, but if you have coconut milk in your coffee, does, are you still, I don't, nobody knows exactly for sure, but you know, so it's, it's very, it can be very subjective and we get so focused on it. And so I think what I would have people just consider as we, you know, come start coming to a close is just like you said, ask the Lord, what, what feels right in your spirit? You know, I think a lot of people are not used to asking, asking the Lord and hearing from him. I think a lot of people hear that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never heard from the Lord. But I think people hear more from the Lord than they think. It is what is sitting real heavy on your heart and your spirit. It is not always a crystal. This is God, you know, in your, in your brain. This is, this is what you are supposed to do. You you know, you know. I wish. <laughs> I wish you. I, you know, it's that feeling, and, and sometimes we need to be a little bit more practiced at having, you know, silence. And that's where fasting comes in. Is like it, it opens our hearts and minds up to hearing Him um, better. And so that's you know one of the great things about about fasting. But just asking Him and seeing what is right for you. And of course, I always welcome everybody's questions about fasting and such, but I, I just, I, I want everybody to kind of um, examine that for themselves and sit with the Lord and what feels right for them during um, their fast. Is there anything else you want to, to say or share before we, we start closing down and talking about the ink questions and that kind of thing? Did we cover everything? I think so. Yeah. We went from, we went all over. <laughs> it's been on. Yeah. I just hope that that my hope is just that your listeners who you have a lot of healthy listeners that we're, and you have Christian listeners, our Jesus follower listeners, just that we would just embrace this spiritual practice for what it is. And then let the 
the benefits of it fall into place instead of like in our Christian health school, we have our wellness wheel and Jesus is at the center and all these other things come off of it. So if we were just looking at fasting, I would hope that on our fasting wheel, that Jesus would be at the center of our fasting wheel and then autophagy and ketosis and weight loss and mind and mood and all these other things would just be spokes on our wheel of fasting, and but that Jesus would be at the center. Mm, that's such a good way. Yes, a good way in visual to give people. That's so good. Excellent. I think we've given everybody a lot to think about today. So that's, I love it. I love that's what we do here. And we did just kind of let our conversation wander, but I do want to um, give a big shout out to Sue who inspired this entire podcast just by sharing about you know, what she was experiencing, being open and vulnerable, sharing with that, and then, you know, embracing what you shared with her and then you doing that here. And so I just, I'm just incredibly, incredibly grateful for our community that we have in the club, in the school. These are the things we're always working out, (laughs) trying to work out and, you know, being, being healthy for the Lord and unto the Lord is a daily process. Y'all, it is a, it's not a, I'm going to do a program for one month or I'm going to do this, you know, fast this one time. It is an ongoing offering to the Lord, the way that we care for ourselves, spirit, mind, and body. Um, and so I think examining, you know, these topics and sharing and is so, so very important um, so that we keep Jesus as the focus as we're doing all of this. Um, so I hope that's what people are taking away from today. Okay, before we go, I have to ask you the anchor questions. So what is your anchor meal these days? Um, mine never changes, Chelsea. I hate to live. I don't, I just don't really, maybe that's why it's easier for me to fast. I'm just not as interested in food. But you know, this could this could change when my lime and mold and all that gets healed, I heard. So I just I have a meat. So one thing that I've been doing super easy is I'll throw several pounds of pastured chicken in the crock pot with about a cup or two of water or broth, set it on for four hours on low. And then I will either like shred it with my fingers or I put a, a mixer, a hand mixer in there and like shred it up. And so now I have a whole bunch of shredded chicken. And then, and I've said this, I said this last time, I was not a meat eater before the Christian health club. So so this is all still a little new to me, making protein my priority. So I'm really careful now. I've got some meat, right? So I can stick that in the fridge. And I guess most people may not like they're shredded, but I'm still kind of weird about meat. So I'm textures a thing. Okay. So I have me some shredded meat and then, or maybe I'll just do some ground meat in a, which is huge for me to eat cow, but okay. So I'm eating cow now. And so I'll, I'll, <laughs> Make you happy, cow farmer over there. And so I'll have that in the ref- refrigerator. And then I'm just going to look for some fat. This is gross. I mean, to y'all, maybe, but not me, but to all you foodies, I will just get like maybe some grass fed butter and put it on that chicken and a little salt. And I'm just going to eat, I just eat it. Or maybe some grass fed butter on that beef with some salt. And I, and it's not, it's, I don't know if it's gourmet or not because I'm, I don't know. I'm not real into being a foodie, but. That's my anchor is going to be a protein and a fat because I feel so well mentally, like we're just talking about ketosis and I feel so great. I really, and because through the Christian health club, I became metabolically flexible and you can do some little show notes on that, Chelsea, because that is where it's at as far as like not being hangry, being a better mom, being a better wife is not being hangry. Well, 
because of that, I, I I'll sometimes forget to eat carbs and then I don't sleep as well. So I also try to always have some sweet potatoes already baked. I put them in the air fryer, but I'll have those in the refrigerator that I can pull out, add some butter when I realize like I need some carbs because they give me peace for some reason at night. Okay. Yeah. So that's probably not really exciting, but that's the simple crystal meal. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's great because you're prepared with um, plenty of protein. And I love, that's one of my favorite kitchen hacks is, is shredding chicken with a mixer. Mm-hmm. Although I have to say my mixer recently died. And <gasps> I did not help but thinking like, is this because I've been mixing this chicken and it's just a little too <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's just a hand mixer. You know, it's not like my big KitchenAid or anything, but so I had to buy me a new mixer, but now I'm a little hesitant, but it is, it is so helpful. And there is nothing, I don't know why anybody would ever think putting butter on chicken or meat even is gross. It's absolutely delicious. And <laughs> I like where your head is at with that. And I, I know I love, I have loved watching this evolution of you and your meat. <laughs> It is because you told me that, was it you came in at 10 times stronger or you, oh, you downloaded one of my guides and that was kind of your introduction to, okay, we need more protein, right? Yeah. Listening to your podcast during the pandemic and you had a little lead magnet there and I, and I took the bait, downloaded 10 times stronger and thought, what? I need, I need animal protein. Are you kidding? I thought I was getting this from my quinoa and my peas and my... Yeah. Yeah. It was texture. Just, I wasn't a tree hugger. I just wasn't into animal. (laughs) And then, okay. But then you're like, I don't, but I really don't eat beef. I I'm, but now you are embracing that more. And I just, I saw your post recently. You're like, because it is, it is more forgiving. Definitely when we're eating out, eating beef, you know, it's, if we're trying to Look for the cleanest option away from home. You know, the beef is going to be more forgiving than like your chicken or your pork or anything like that. So I've, I've loved watching you change and just to everybody out there to listen to that, you know, like it's for those people who have, have not been big meat fans. I mean, Crystal was not, but she's, you know, changed and constantly evolving, but, and you feel better for it. Oh, so much better. Both my parents are deceased, but if they found out I was eating all this meat, (laughs) oh my goodness. Yeah. I was, yeah. I I feel so much better. I really do. It's, it was, yeah, that was sort of my badge too. It was like, I don't, I I wasn't a a declare, I didn't declare myself vegan or vegetarian, but everyone else did. So yeah, I went from that to, it is my, when you, when you taught us that protein was priority, Okay, that's all it took. It's now the priority of my meals. Yep. Yeah. You you take something and you run with it. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Oh, I love it. Okay. How about an anchor burst? This really kind of changes daily, whatever the Lord shows me that morning, just to sort of sustain me throughout the day. But today, I really like Psalm 34, 14. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace, or we could say shalom. Search for shalom and work to maintain it. So when peace is not going to fall into my lap, I'm going to need to work to maintain it, which is where, you know, self-coaching Christians in the Christian Health Club, that's that's my working to maintain peace is is, uh, taking my thoughts captive. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's so good. 
this has been amazing. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are like, okay, I, I want to work with Crystal. (laughs) And, and you absolutely should. So where can people find you if they want to reach out, if they want to, because you're on Instagram too, they can follow you. If they want to reach out and consider making an appointment with you, how do they do that? So everywhere I'm the same thing, Crystal Dawn Wellness, and it's C-R-I-S-T-A-L-D-A-W-N Wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. So on Instagram, website, crystaldawnwellness.com, and I would be delighted. Yeah. (laughs) And they would be delighted to work with you. You're such an absolute gem. So beloved by all of our Christian community in the club, in the school. We just, I know everybody thinks so, so highly of you, loves you so much. And don't take that and try to turn it into something that is (laughs) a badge or a trophy. I mean, I would feel bad about it because truly it's because you show up and share like you did today and you open people's eyes. Not in any, not in any judgment or criticism, but just to like get us to self-examine. I think that is so valuable. You have such a gift at that. You, you offer it so well to share. Just like you know, let's just consider this and and take it to the Lord. You know. And so I love that so much about you, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. So also, I want to I wanted to share that you can also find Crystal and other Christian health practitioners. On my website, so now I have a a CHP directory. If you're looking for a Christian health practitioner to work with, there's a handful of them on there now. And as they are getting and, and working into and building their businesses, we will add more to that page. But, you know, as I've shared before, I feel like my calling has been to, to help, you know, train up more people in this space as Christian health practitioners, because, you know, that is what I found people reaching out to me all the time. Like I want to work with a, a Christian nutritionist and that's how they find me. And, you know, it's just also mind blowing to me. Like that is what the Lord, you know, called me to call myself, which was so like, Oh my gosh, so cringy. Like, no God, I can't do it. But I feel like it's all leading to this. That's what people were reaching out for. And now I can direct them to, are amazing Christian health practitioners who, uh, you know, are, are trained so well and love so well and want to serve so well in helping people and bring this full health picture together. And so, and so I do encourage you if you're looking for somebody to work with, because, you know, I, I have very, very much reduced my one-on-one schedule with people. And so I'm so delighted that I can refer you to our awesome Christian health practitioner. So that's where you can find them on the directory at the Christian nutritionist.com. Also other just announcements to keep in mind that since we've been talking so much about the Christian health practitioner program, our next cohort, we will be starting that in April cohort three. And so registration opens in March for that. And in the Christian health club, we are starting feast to fast for Lent. Speaking of feasting and fasting and all of these beautiful things, we will be starting Feast of Fast for Lent on Ash Wednesday, which is February the 14th. It's a great entry point for anybody to come in in the club and start with us there. So I invite you to do that. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. 
one, remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.